and welcome to The Golfing Mind, the podcast which, if you're a regular listener, you will know uh, explores the game of golf or the mental game of golf in particular. Uh, but we talk about golf uh, generally, uh, both the uh, amateur and the professional game, mainly just looking at the uh, game as it affects us, uh, those who play it for fun and uh, the few of others, the few others who play it for a living. You know, I was <clears throat> in a conversation with a friend the other day and they were talking about the LIV tour and what they thought about it. And he was very, very um, firm on, the, he thought it was highly disruptive. It wasn't good for the game. It didn't bring real value to the spectators. And I, I didn't necessarily disagree um, but I pointed out just one thing, and it goes back to in my life. I used to be a television producer, and I was producing a, a show that was a very, very, very popular show. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't art. You know, it was populist, and it was slightly lowest common denominator stuff. So it wasn't in any way sophisticated. It was just a Saturday night entertainment show. And I was giving a, a talk to uh, two or three hundred media students. And I mentioned that I, I worked in this show. And I said, oh, what do you think of it? And all these young, hip students were very keen to tell me how awful it was. Oh, it's rubbish. It's crap. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's just, you know, it, nobody, nobody spoke well of it. And I, there was one fellow in particular who, for some reason, I decided I didn't like. And uh, he had, he was, he was like a uh, bit hippie, long hair, you know, very ambitious and I'm sure full of energy. And he was studying media. And I said, come on down. So I invited him onto the stage or the, the lecture theater floor. And I said to him, tell me, um, why don't you like the show? And he just said, that's crap. I said, okay, that's fine. I said, okay, uh, I want you to just play a game with me here, I want you to entertain me. He said, okay, I said, I'm going to make you the executive producer of this show right now. So I want you to tell me how you're going to make it less crap and better. And he said, well, I wouldn't want to be the executive producer. I said, that's not the game. I'm making you the executive producer and I want you to tell me how it's going to be better. And he said, well, um, I said, uh, so we waited and he didn't have anything really to say and he, could, he and I didn't want to embarrass him. I'm not in the job of making people look stupid. Uh, well, I wasn't then, still not, I hope. Um, but what I, I quickly bailed him out. I said, look, let's just reflect on this for a second. You look at everything in very artistic terms, which is, is great, you know, from a creative perspective. The TV companies look at things from a business perspective and that's why it's called the TV business. It's why it's called show business. Um, and I, I guess when I reflect on what's going on in the world of golf, it's the golf business. The PGA uh, and the DP tours are run as commercial enterprises. They are not charitable foundations whose sole interest is to bring the game of golf to the masses. The people who have decided to go across to the other tour have, I have no doubt, done it for, for financial reasons. Now, I'm not going to sit and judge anybody 
for any decision they make in their lifetime um, in the pursuit of their future. And that's what it comes down to. I said, the bottom line is the public will let you know. And I said, you can come up with a TV show and the public love it against all the odds. They just love it. Equally, you can spend a fortune, and I mean the highest production values, tens of millions of pounds on creating a new program and the public abandon it within three or four weeks. My feeling with the LIB tour is the same. Um, time will tell and the public will be the judge. So for people to get kind of bummed and bothered about it, I just think isn't, um, isn't good use of their time at the moment. So it is turning into a bit of a soap opera, but fingers crossed, It'll all resolve itself in the future. So what has that got to do with today's topic? Not a lot. It was just something I wanted to reflect on. Uh, today, I just wanted to talk about match play tactics. I get asked occasionally, you know, should I give putts? Should I, um, if we're both the same distance, should I play into the green first? And what's the right tactic? And I don't think there is a right tactic. I think there will be a tactic that works for you. Now, I know uh, friends of mine and professionals who always like to strike first. You know, what's that quote from that? Um, uh, it was a comedy series. The guy said, get the equalizer in first. So <laughs> not sure it makes sense. But you know the, what I'm, I'm getting at? Some people want to get the advantage as soon as they can. Equally, you don't want to miss a three-foot putt to give your person an advantage so what what is the best tactic my feeling with um match play has always been the importance of confidence you know not to demonstrate self-doubt if someone says i mean i was uh, in a match recently and it was a four ball better ball so my friend and i were playing this these other two fellas and um on two occasions uh we had to decide who was to putt first? Was it me or one of the other two guys? And without exception, the partner of the other guy would turn around and say, no, Robin, I think you're away first. And I said to the guy, no problem. So I stepped up and I putted. And I said to him afterwards, we're having a drink in the clubhouse. I said, it's amazing. But I think 90% of the time when my, my opponent's partner has looked at the shot they always tell me it's me and I sure 90% seems too high. But what I have learned to do is to not then argue or say, no, that's not right. So I think confidence is very important. You know, you may make the putt, you may not make the putt. But I think if people, I mean, suspect hesitancy, a good example, I think, is short putts. You roll it up to two feet, you know, 19 times out of 20, you'll knock it in one handed. But it's a match play event. The worst thing you can do is to look at your opponent. I think I think the best thing you can do is walk down, mark the ball, pick it up, give it a wipe, and they'll probably see when you picked it up, pick it up. But if you look, if someone looks to me to be given a putt, I often smile and go, I love watching you putt. And, and I'm not being facetious or malicious. It's just normally I'm playing with friends or people I know well. But the tactic, I think, is about confidence. If I see somebody walk up, mark the ball and place it, I think they're going to make the putt. I give it to them. I think the other thing to do in match play is never be visibly annoyed. You know, so never be visibly annoyed because if you hit a bad shot 
um, and it really just upsets you, then if you get visibly annoyed, then it's pretty likely your opponent knows you're upset. And that is never an advantage you want to give them. Now, of course, you're going to get annoyed, but don't let them see it. I mean, it's a little bit like um, getting upset over a shot and your energy changes, your cadence, your rhythm, everything changes. So that's it. And the third thing, the third tactic I would recommend is, uh, and this might sound, again, this is very counterintuitive, but compliment the other player. You know, if, if the, your opponent has a good shot, I always say, what a great shot. Now, why do I do that? Well, one, it's recognition of the fact they've had a good shot. But two, if I was really upset or annoyed at this person, would I say that? No, I wouldn't. So I go to, I think it's a sign of confidence that I have the ability to compliment another person uh, in um, a stressful situation. Do I like it they had a good shot? Of course not. Am I happy for them? Definitely not. Do I wish I'd take the shot? Absolutely. But it doesn't gain me anything to just sort of say nothing or ignore it. I've played against people and you can hit a career shot into a green to about three feet and they can't bring themselves to say anything. And I know in that moment they are spitting feathers. I know they're bummed. So it, it kind of works to my advantage. And once I've done that, that gives me energy. And I think, and we've seen this in match play, the flow of energy from one team to another, from one four ball to another, from one player to another. It's a flow of energy. We only have to look at um, Ian Poulter's phenomenal five birdie finish um, in the Ryder Cup when he's partnered with Rory McIlroy to hold off the Americans and win the match that turned the momentum that uh, allowed Europe to have that spectacular final day uh, in the singles. So I am huge on the whole sort of energy flow. So I think being complimentary to your other person when they deserve it is a very good, it's good positive energy. You know, you know, um, maybe you're feeding them a little bit. I don't know, but it feeds you too. So that was really it today. So apart from my reflection on the LIV dynamic, um, I wanted to talk about what I think is match play tactics. So the three takeaways were be confident. You know, even if you have to fake it, be confident on the tee. You know, if you have to take the putt first, walk up and give it a good go because there's no guarantee they're going to make their putt or not either. So their shot doesn't get a lot easier should you miss it. Trust me, they still have to make it. Number two, never be visibly annoyed. You know, it's it's easy to be upset and don't be annoyed at yourself. Don't be annoyed if you hit a bad shot. Of course, it's not good. It's not what you want to do. But uh, I think if you manage your physical, you manage your mental. So if you start acting upset, you start feeling upset. If you feel upset but act normal, you return to a normal frame of mind much, much faster. And finally, you know, as I said, be a good sport. Be a, be compliment, compliment your opponent if they hit a great shot. I mean, don't compliment them when they hit a bad shot and pretend it was a good shot. But, you know, because I think it, it keeps your energy, your vibration, your I don't call it what you want. It keeps in a good space. And that's it for this week. Um, as always, if you're really interested in 
learning more about the mental game of golf. I've written a number of books, Silent Mind Golf, Silent Mind Putting and Golf Under Pressure. And also if you go to my website, Seager Golf, there's a link in the, um, in the podcast, you can sign up and get a lesson for free as a 13 week online program, which really, really has made a huge difference to everyone that I know has completed the 13 week program. So something for you there, if you'd like. Until we speak again, have a wonderful, wonderful week, wherever you may be. All the best. Mm-hmm.